Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Dear Midling on Sports Joe. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hurling Show. Um, joining the studio again. Good to have you back, second week in a row. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You're licking, you haven't licking, sacked me, yeah. You're licking your wounds a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how we get on after today. Um, Paul, you're joining us again. Good to have you back as well. Cheers, Gizzy. How are you after yesterday? Disappointed. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, 15 minutes in, you, you're feeling good, I imagine. Things are going well. Yeah. And then you're hearing the, the scoreline from Inniston as well. You're like, geez, what's going to happen here today? But... It all turned around fairly quick, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what you'd be hoping for the last days, that bit, where the bit of magic comes in. I mean, it came in elsewhere. We'll we'll get onto that at some stage. But uh, yeah, the hope was that it go down the, go down the stretch a little bit, and yeah, you'd you'd be in with a shout. But the wheel the wheels came off really, and like I don't know, you go to seven. The same thing happened with. We were talking about it with Jason Ford. Was in the Waterford game in the first game, and he had the chance to go to make it seven, like in a seven point game. <clears throat> okay, they say seven or eight points isn't that much in the game anymore, but still seven points up and you know twelve thirteen minutes and the belief is is is, is kind of kicking on and you think geez you get the sniff of something magic happening and you know you just don't know what'll happen then you know but yeah exactly like I even remember that instance when we were talking about Jason in the Waterford game but like Noel's penalty then hitting the post and then mm. getting the it was a six point turnaround in space thirty seconds wasn't it like because Cork yeah. went down and got the goal then and. The momentum just shifted massively. You could even feel it in the stadium after that, like, you know, and Tipper just, it kind of went away from him then after that. But, um, yeah, I did a great start in the first 10, 15 minutes, like, and you were saying, geez, if they can keep this going now, because Cork didn't seem to have, you know, the energy at that stage, you know, mm. and they were a bit flat, but... Because there's doubts there, like, you, I know they did a great performance last week, but there are doubts there still. There had to be doubts within Cork as well. So if you go to seven, you know, you're you're kind of like, you're exploring those a little bit more and, yeah, it can change, it can shift the yeah, game. Yeah, you said there, seven is, 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 a, is a bigger lead. Like, it looks like hard, harder work to get back, get mm. it back, doesn't it? But, yeah, it just changed there after 15 minutes and, yeah, the wheels came off then for tip and our Cork just, just drove on at that stage then. Yeah, what went what what went wrong at that stage of your side? What did you stop doing, or did things just kick on for Cork? I think things kicked on for Cork, but I just there was no there was no physicality in the game, like you know, and that suited Cork. I felt you know they were able to play their short yeah. passes. Now I know they're after getting a bit more direct as regards hitting the ball into Alan Connolly a bit more direct than they were probably earlier on in the championship. But uh, but they were able to knit their small, short passing game together, you know, off the shoulder a bit of hand passing. You know, and Tip just didn't lay a glove in him, which was a bit disappointing. And uh, look, even I know from playing Cork and Dotsie could over maybe over the years as well that if you leave it open for them, like they can destroy you in in, in no time. You know, so you have to be physical with with them. And uh, unfortunately, Tip weren't yesterday, and you know played into Cork's hands massively. And sure, the scoreline speaks for itself, really. Yeah. The day. <clears throat> I was I was thinking last week looking at Wexford's performance. You know, there's there's always the potential for a big, uh, you know, against Kilkenny up in Nolan Park. There's there's always potential for something big to happen. 
But at the same time, if you're not like, why are Tipperary pressing Limerick and 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 so and, and looking so good and the work rate and everything is applied and then two weeks later in the game when pressing is like at its most crucial, like against Cork, if you press, that's that's for you, like because they're evasive, they move around, you know. So if mm-hmm. you can if you can press them, then they have to go through, and they're not so good at going through. I mean, they're getting better, but they're not as good. But then you don't press. It's like, geez, that's it seems like a fundamental, like. Yeah, you know, I suppose we've done it the, against Limerick. They done it very well in the middle eight. You know, the middle sector, the pitch, mm. like they were they were firing into tackles there. You know, and they were turning over Limerick. And yesterday was like, Jesus, same recipe again. Now should you know as we, as we were talking about there, like Cork, you need to press up with him. You can't give him that yard to his space because they will play the sharp ball if, even if there's a man two or three yards off him. Like so, uh, but Tip didn't do it yesterday, unfortunately. And uh, like Connolly Han was was getting yeah. on oceans of ball under in the first half. Like we were above him the stand saying who's <coughs> who's following him like or someone just follow him like because yeah. like I think I counted he had about six possessions after four minutes like yeah. you know and I was taking down the scores in the program like sure I was running out of space beside his out beside his name <laughs> marking down pints like it was just he'd run it a feel like and you just can't give the Cork players that that much time and space um you know and that much grass around the pitch to move into because you know that's what that's what they live for and they're so good hurl- such good hurlers and they're so fast mm. you know that's what they want and. And Tip gave him the Ocean's room yesterday, you know, unfortunately, and played into their hands. There's something, I don't know what, I don't know what, when it came about, that's the, for them, um, when things were looking so bad for Cork. But it seemed to me yesterday, uh, like, there's luck in the game, and you don't put down Cork winning, beating Tipperary, down to luck. But at the same time, you do control certain conditions to invite luck in. And it seemed to me like Fitzgibbon's goal was a typical example. I think a ball came out and it might have been Luke Mead came onto it to catch it and dropped yeah. it and it dropped down to his right, bounced and like at the t- at just at the time Fitzgibbon, <coughs> their fastest player, is coming onto it and he goes like a bullet through. And I think when he, I don't know, was it Ronan or Cahill or who was it when he got inside, but when he hit the 21 and he was going for the shot and it was off his left and it was low and it was straight at the keeper and it should have been probably dealt with, but it looked like mm. to me from the angle behind the goal that one of the tip backs ran straight across at that time and maybe he just lost the, the flow of the ball and it was just it was such a sequence of good luck yeah. but they have changed something and kind of invited that luck in a little bit Yeah well you know in regards to Dara Fitzgibbon he's probably the one guy nearly in the country who you want in that scenario mm-hmm. and what Paddy is touching on there in regards to the physicality to stop Cork you, you have to stop that and I suppose from my point of view I think that nearly that nearly needs to be stopped at source there. Like once Darrell Fitzgibbon gets on to that, you know, he doesn't even take it in his hand, right? So he's carrying the ball. And Cork have been doing this all year, even throughout the league. They have been just attacking, attacking space, looking for goals, seeking goals, looking for goals. And, you know, he, he didn't even take the catch. So if a Tipperary player came to him, he had, the, you know, the, extra, yeah, the yeah. extra touch to try and take him on or whatever. But look, I think fortune favours the brave, you know, and he just seen the space and he carried, carried, carried. So if a, if a player comes to him, he knows there's somebody inside that he can pop it inside and create that that goal chance as well. Now, I think it was Ronan possibly came across, as you said, but look, you know, Ronan, he probably had to, he seen the shot coming, so he was literally trying to just block it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's a little bit unlucky, but as I said, Dara Fitzgibbon maybe, you know, had had the courage to keep attacking attacked the space all the way through and went for the juggler and, and got the goal, you know. So it was a, obviously a phenomenal, phenomenal lift for Cork and he's done that. You know, we've seen him <coughs> in the league semi-final against Kilkenny, something similar. He's always sniffing around. Once he gets that break, he's gone. So, yeah, yeah. you know, he's probably not finding that as easy against the likes of Limerick who are bringing that physicality around there. He's not Yeah, put them that. onto the back foot. Yeah, even, put them onto the back foot. Even if a little drag there by the, the guy who's supposed to be picking up the awareness that can't let him can't let him pick up this momentum here. You yeah. know, you can talk about other players going to him and cutting him out, but if he picks up the, the momentum, you know, he, he's, he's hard to stop. So initially, I think if you can stop him around the middle, getting on that, even if you're giving him a shove or something, yeah, stop yeah. that momentum of coming into your stride. Cause, a little look, bit of cynicism. Ah, well, I would think so. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, because he's the best guy in the country at, at coming forward like that. So whoever's picking him up at source, you know, can you just be aware if the ball is breaking to just be kind of go outside and just stop and... Yeah, potentially yeah. stopping that but brilliant brilliant play from Darrell Fitzgibbon what are the conditions did you ever like do you ever do you remember going through a period where things are things are falling like that like where things are just working really well for you and what are you doing to invite those conditions in 
like what's the application what's the chi- what's the shift in application that like we'll say Cork have obviously undergone something they've changed something and <clears throat> I remember you remember, you, know, you you remember different times where the game is just it's like you feel like you're kind of orchestrating it but still on the break like I remember I remember we played uh, Kilkenny in an under 21 game in Nolan Park uh, and only that I saw it I wouldn't believe it uh, Tommy Welch was cornerback and cornerbacks can be kind of out of the play the first eight balls that went into the fullback line no matter where they went far side of the field his side of the field or to the fullback he came out with the first eight balls and I always felt that he was kind of he played the game in a particular way that the ball almost followed him around at times you know yeah. Um so I'm, yeah, I'm wondering what like what do you what do you, what are you doing to invite those conditions in like or how how does it come about that the flow of the game is just with you and and in Tipperary right there but the, but but it's just they're, they're a fraction off it like yeah I suppose if you look at I suppose Conor Lahan is a good example of it there as Paddy's talking about in the first half you know anything he touched he just mm. looked he just looked like he wanted the ball you know and he was just in that zone. Um, and look, you know, you, sp- you speak about getting into that zone. It's probably not every day it, it, it comes a- as easy as that. And look, the ball has to break for you. A certain element, the ball has to be coming into your, your path and into your direction. And I think the Cork players are very, they're cohesive unit when they get going and they're, they're well in sync with each other and they can create that, that them sort of opportunities for each other. Uh, Conor Lahan was on the end of them, obviously, as well. And, you know, I've seen even Kieran Kingston coming out straight after the game and giving him huge credit and just saying, look, straight away, he needs to do that the next day again, you know. So, look, Conor Lahan, if he, if he gets any little sniff of an opportunity, he'll score. And he was reveling in the game yesterday mm. and he wanted the ball and he was flicking it into his hand. He was going to create stuff anytime the ball came at him you knew you could just see it you know you could see it off him like so um, yeah look I suppose the exact science of it I, I don't know but like you know players players will come into into their groove at different parts of the game as well and obviously in that first 35 minutes uh, well you've been in, you're, 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 you've been in, you're in management and have been in management as well so like yeah how how are you trying to how are you trying to create those conditions for players I to think, kind of slip into I think you're just trying to create an atmosphere in the group that they're that they're free to get out and and really go at it and express themselves as much as possible, you know. So um, that might sound a bit vague, but I think, you know, ultimately that's what you want. And you, you want them kind of, you want players to, to get out there and show what they can do and express their talents as well. Um, maybe if they're defenders, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, different story. Well, yeah, and defenders obviously are well able to, to <laughs> hurl and score as well. So, but I mean, I suppose that's the that's the ultimate you want. Players just showing that how, how you know, Showing all their attributes and, and getting to the level that they can, and you know, and maybe creating that environment. And I look, Cork, uh, as you said, they, they've they've struggled a little bit with in the first couple of games, but I think they're I think they're a serious team, and they're just going to keep coming. Like you know, they've had knockbacks, but the, the last year or two, you know, they've been in All Ireland finals, they've been there or thereabouts as well. So um, I would certainly think they're going to be they're going to be coming strong now after the confidence built up now the last couple of games. What did you What did you see there, Paddy? What were Cork like? What were Cork doing? What was Lahan doing? What was his movement like to, that he was getting on that much ball, like off the ball? How was How was he How was he moving in the field? I know you'd be following the play, but yeah, I was actually trying to follow myself because I couldn't get over how much possessions he was getting, and he was he was wherever the ball was dropping. Really, he was there. Like, but I think he was kind of playing. He was wearing number twelve, I think, and but he was he started inside in the corner. Mm. And he was just, he'd sit up in the corner for a puck out, but then as the ball was pucked out, he'd just go float. And it was like he had a free roll and basically just go wherever you want to get on the ball. I'd say it looked like he was told and he done it down to tea like. And that was the frustrating thing from Tipperary point of view. I felt that we, we didn't really follow him. We were kind of, it looked like he was being passed over to another player, responsibilities passed over. Someone, someone should have just nailed him like and followed him wherever he went. Um, you know, and again, that was disappointing from Tip's point of view, and like, and were they doing that? Was it like zonal? Like, was it kind of leaving leaving him off a little bit, or was he being tailed? At the, he, uh, he was definitely being tailed at a distance. I mean, because he, he was getting he space. Went, but he went deep a nice bit, so he kind of lost his marker. I'd say his marker. Like, I couldn't even tell you who was marking him because there was different lads picking him up, picking him up at times. Like, so, um, but he used to go deep, and I think the lads were letting him off a bit. Whereas they were still caught no one's them because the protection still wasn't there. Example would have been obviously Fitzgibbon's goal that he ran through the whole way. There was no one there. Lads were taken out of positions. Whereas if you were pressing up, like we were spo- spoke about there a few minutes ago, as regards Lehan, these lads, obviously one man has to sit back to mind the house because you can't leave it open for the likes of Fitzgibbon to run through. And there was other scenarios in the second half too where Hardy went through a few times. Yeah, yeah. That the whole thing was just opened up. 
and that was just kind of a poor setup and from Tipperary's point of view. But um, but yeah, he was he he gave an exhibition of losing his marker, you know, track pick find himself in different positions all over the field yesterday and. Whatever the ball was dropping in the cock forward line, it was just Lee Han was getting on the end of it, and just one of them days for him that, you know, his dandler was up and you know confidence was up. He got the gr- a good start and he just went on from there. Like and for the likes of him and a lot of the cock players, you can't just give them that bit of confidence because if they get going like that, they can yeah. momentum behind them and the cock crowd got behind them and yeah. the, you know it was just you know that that surge, but you know came up and they just had it and. The blue tip out of water after the first 15 minutes as we spoke about there and the work rate levels I think as well even yeah. from the forwards I think they're kind of demanding that mm. uh, demanding that off them you know and initially if, if they get that I think the rest kind of you know if they're in that zone where they're willing to work and the, the rest kind of can flow after that as well you know so to be, I actually think to to be interesting to see how what car come out in the All-Ireland stage now because like Tip were so disappointing yesterday like you know they didn't lay a finger on them and like you see the way Walford after going now in the last couple of games, you'd wonder, you know, I'd still have a small question mark over what Cork is going to is going yeah, to come yeah. up with. I would about, do definitely, you know, yeah, yeah. Physicality. If someone comes up with physicality against yeah. him, like a Galway or a Limerick again, or you know, Kilkenny, like, will you know what kind of Cork will come out? But at the moment, we can only judge on what we've seen, and they're definitely getting they're after changing a bit. As we said, I think they're gone a bit more direct with, you know, feeding the forwards, but. I said that's you saying there. The work rate definitely has upped upped a bit from from the the first two games. I'd say in the league final. But the, the options of Alan Connolly then as well. He's, yeah, he's, he's physical in there. Yeah. You know they can just horse it into him. And you've seen the goal he got. Like he just burrow through. You know, yeah. looking enjoys loves the physicality of it. Yeah, yeah, so that's a bit of a change maybe from your, you know, Tim O'Mahony coming in as well. Yeah, Tim O'Mahony. Some option what there what as well. An, like what an option and not a bad. Uh, not a bad goal or finish as yeah. well. Not a hurler, like as well. What a pass in. Brilliant. I was just, yeah, I was watching the game. It was like in. looking at a soccer. Like it was like a soccer move where really, you threw the ball in. Who was it flicked? I think it's, it was Fitzgibbon's going one minute. He, he almost flicked, flicked it back through his legs. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting watching it in in, uh, in parties again. And uh, I was just, and I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like Cork. Uh, because I, I find him, <laughs> I struggle with them sometimes. My with father the, was a Cork man, he was all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. look at it, I'm not saying, <laughs> there's a few fine Cork fellas, some good friends who are Cork fellas, but like sometimes with the, the like when we were dissecting games early on, I suppose it makes sense now because they're after actually, they're, they, they have come on leaps and bounds, but you're looking at the performances and they're getting, they were getting, you know, I think it was in the Waterford game, we were looking at Cork all the time and in the media were looking at Cork all the time. Now that's not, I mean, that's not their fault, obviously, but there's so much talk about Cork and I was like, well, look at the performances aren't there, so why are we spending so much time dissecting what they could be doing because they're not doing it, but I suppose now they are doing it and they're kind of, in, yeah, they're, I suppose they're as maybe... You, as you said though, like the big test for them, like the big test mm. is coming, you mm. know, and when a team is really, really like... Tip or loose, you know, and there's no, they're the best team in the country when it's like that, Cork, mm. when it opens up like that. But I suppose the test, that test is coming down the road. Someone's, someone will, you know, uh, bring that physicality and, and that'll be, you know, something. Personally, I think Cork are, you know, I think they're stealing as they go on. Yeah. So I think they will, I think they'll be ready for it. Uh, I, uh, you know, I would think that they, they're gaining a massive confidence. Like they could have been gone. It looked like nearly we were nearly writing them off. And sure, yeah, yeah. With the, the whole round robin, it just turns around like that. And you know, a couple of positional changes too would be massive for them. Yeah. Like they, they're after nailing young Joyce at six. They've yeah. Mark Coleman got wing back. They're a bit more. It suits him a bit better. Um, Definitely, that was a huge. That's been a huge move. Like even Coleman, still when he's on the ball, like he's still he's still he. Hold, and, I, and I'd love to play with a, with a fella like that because it gives you the extra. He gives you that extra minute to make your move or to make a second move from your first move, you know. But so I feel like he's 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 get, he gets caught in possession a little bit as well. Like he's he's really looking for the for to, to, to nail that pass. Like and to get him out of the centre, I think was a, has has definitely been. I mean, look at it. Sure, it's paid it's paid huge dividends. So it's obvious to say it, I suppose. But getting him out of the centre has been good. They've they've shored that up. Like yeah, like I suppose your six in the modern game has to kind of you know mend that. The middle of the pitch, doesn't he? And like Jace said, to sit back in there and like Coleman's a ball player, like you know, and you know, I suppose he's. I suppose a lot of people, I suppose Cork supporters can be probably frustrated at times looking at Cork with the the passing over and back to field a bit. But you know, we were all frustrated. We were all, I mean, it yeah. was it was it was it was just excessive in the first couple yeah. of games. Like yeah, but now they seem to they're still playing them short balls and they might go over and back maybe once or twice. But what they've changed dif- definitely since the Waterford game is if the ball is on direct, they're going to. Get, to do the one or two short passes and then hit the ball direct in, mm. which was what the forwards want. Whereas 
as we spoke about a couple of shows back, the cock forwards are making runs probably, are not making runs because the ball is not coming in, they know it's not going to be delivered in. Like, it was like they were not told to deliver it in for some reason, I don't know, but... There does, is that sh- come, does that come from that shift? Um, I always... I remember my father used to always say it was centre-back and captain, like, you know, the centre-back was the the linchpin of everything. Like, you had your best player at centre-back. It was like in, at under 12, under 14, that was always the way he set it up. Was centre-back is, your, is, your, is, is, is the king, like, you know, he has to be... He creates the culture. And with Mark Coleman, the culture with Mark Coleman is... is Perfect passes and taking the, the, the you know taking it to the, the nth degree and sometimes too far and they were definitely taking it too far and then you put Joyce in there and it's a little bit more a little bit more route one where it's necessary like and all of a sudden then that kind of creates the culture around where the, they are releasing the ball off an awful lot quicker and it's been much more effective for them. Yeah, and like and I'd, I'd say, home, moving home to seven and having Joyce there at six, but uh, Mahoney then was Tim Mahoney was number five and he's he's very attack minded. He's only more, as we've probably seen the last two games, forwards might actually suit him a bit better. And there's Damon Cahillan, um back wing back now, and he's probably obviously more defensive minded. And I think structurally at the back, they're a bit better. Um, but a lot of it too is their work rate levels have upped, as Dotsie was saying, like all over the pitch. And it's making it easier for Jais to sit back and, and, and mind the house, as I say, and let the other players then push on. And um, But yeah, definitely since, the, like they, I suppose they had to change their mentality after the first well I'm including the league final now as well but the first two rounds of the, the championship because it wasn't working for them like, they but, had um, calm and sweeping as well yeah. like, it was just you know it, it just seemed over the top maybe as in dropping yeah. him back covering the whole time and it was probably after what happened to them in the All-Ireland final yeah. it was like they set out the start of the year you know we need to watch this we need to protect this so I think the shackles are off a little bit there and they're trusting maybe trusting lads a bit more defensively yeah, yeah. Um, but like look at the subs as well they came out like Melrick came on, wasn't it? Jack, yeah. o- Jack O'Connor, Shane yes. Barrett, Tim O'Mahony. Like, so there's a serious, serious, serious squad there as well. Lads to come in. And as you said, O'Mahony adds a whole different dimension, horsing him up into the, the full forward line as yeah, well. Yeah. And, you know, lads won't be afraid to, to pop the ball into him and something could come off that. And he's obviously got great skills as well from his, from his finish. Claire are making use of that. Uh, Westmead did actually as well, in fairness to him, to, like, to diversify essentially. Like you've got that option uh, with Tim O'Mahony up there to go along and, and the ball can be held up like you, you'd fancy him to hold it up a little bit longer but even if whether he does or he doesn't the, the fact that you have the out I think creates a little bit more space and time on the ball to try and be a little bit more inventive with your passing because you you know in the back of your head I can go high here because he you know he's in there so it's to, it's to have the option of that creates yeah. the freedom to do route one like the, your, your your main game plan because you know you've got at least something to lean back on. Yeah, like I mean, I think even when we're, when we're up in the stands watching the game, you nearly want, you know, as we said, we're getting frustrated with Cork earlier on in the year, passing it too much. You know, you nearly roar and just hit the ball up. So, you, you know, teams, I think, are, are getting to that point of, OK, we need to have that option. And I think from a hurling perspective, just from viewing the game, it's nice to see, you know, the ball yeah, being horsed yeah. in there and, and lads fighting for it. And, you know, as we, we spoke about there last week, is that the amount of goals that have come off, like balls just been hit in basically and breaks and, and causing a bit of carnage in the defence like Alan Connolly's after adding new dimension he's that like he, he still is able to make the runs left and right and he's very fast but if the ball does come in you know long he's well able to fight for it and even if he doesn't win it he's keeping it in there a bit he's, he's good in the break too he's a bit different to the other types of forwards to have the likes of Shane Kingston Lee Han. he's had a run roving around the field um, you know picking off pints but he's inside he's manning that square and He's still able to make the runs left and right, but you know that out ball is there, and he's very good. And I think he's proven it there the last two games too that you know he's an eye for Golden as well. You know, and himself and O'Mahony there are definitely a, di- a bit different to the other cock type cock forward that they have all over the pitch. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Robbie O'Flynn as well. He provides something else uh, from a Tipperary perspective. It might be a leap, uh, but 2018 didn't go so well for you, uh, and then he turned that around fairly quickly. Um, and and yeah, two thousand nineteen was two thousand nineteen. Is that uh, is twenty twenty three somewhere to look forward to for Tipperary, or is there a bit of dread? Like, is there a bit of uncertainty as to the direction you're going in, or how are you feeling this morning about it? Uh, optimism wouldn't be great this morning, now to be honest with you. But yeah, there's a lot of soul searching to be done. To be fair, um, you know, I'd say a couple of the players may have to, you know, change their mindset a bit. Um, in all honesty. You know, a bit of work to be done in the background, probably for management team as well. But um, look, mindset. Just, what's the mindset shift? What do you, what, what would help in terms of mindset? 
I suppose I don't know maybe there was a lot of change this year yes, and you know a lot of pressure probably on look I kind of feel sorry for the management team in the way they came in there was a lot of change a lot of players you know there was probably six, seven, eight players gone from last year's panel we'll say um, I suppose the pressure and the eyes were on the new management team coming in after, especially after Liam Sheedy leaving you know and then a lot of the younger lads were getting their opportunities so look it's tough going and you know championship hurling is you know, there's no one's going to be, you know, say sorry for anything. They you know during championship, it's, it's it's hard going, and I suppose look, hopefully the experience will will stand to him this year. Um, the, for the last few matches has gone. It's not it's not a pretty or a nice experience, but look, use it and move on. But as I said, you know, a lot of lads probably won't be happy with their performances this year, and you'd be hoping that the break might, you know, re-energize them, and hopefully there to be a that shift or change in mentality that is needed to to get Tipperary back competing in Munster next year. Yeah, I was looking at, uh, I saw an Instagram story uh, this week of Kobe Bryant talking about failure, like how, how he dealt with, and I didn't get the sense that he was preaching about it, it was just like this was his, the, it's like the attitude that just formed inside of him at some stage in his life, maybe it seemed like from when he was a young fella, and it was like that, like that the moment of failure, if you take that moment of failure into the next day, or the following day, or the following year, that's failure. It's like the, the moment of being beaten or of making a mistake isn't the failure. The failure is in carrying that notion of failure with you. That's what failure is. Whereas if you take that as, this is, okay, where did it go wrong? What do I have to do to improve things? That's Then that becomes a success. And he was looking, looking back over his life of, like, of those moments being successes as opposed to failures. It seems to be, yeah, that it'd be kind of a, that it maybe be the mentality that I suppose the, it, the tip it, lads might... Uh, it can be disappointing as well, though, I suppose, fair enough, if you if, if, maybe if you're losing or failure, whatever you, well, you, whatever way you want to call it, but I suppose if you're performing, maybe, do you know, yeah. if you're performing, and as you said, like, if the tip lads maybe were, were reaching the aggression levels and the, the work rate levels that they were against Limerick, yeah. you could live yeah. with that, and I suppose it's a bit easier to process then and, and gear up, but I suppose... I suppose it, it can be a bit deflating then. And as you said, it's hard to, you know, process it more than if you're losing convincingly. And, you know, I'm sure the Tipperary players obviously are disappointed with the, you know, yeah. some of their displays. And that's maybe, as I said, it's a bit easier when you're kind of, you know, obviously they have a lot of new players coming into it as well, but it's a bit easier when you're you're reaching them high levels and maybe you can accept it a little bit more and process it. Maybe it's a bit easier to kind of, to yeah. move forward as well but I suppose they'll be disappointed with the, the level of, of performances it's, it's, it's just a manner of the two defeats we'll say to Clare and Cork and they're both home mm-hmm. games in Turles as well where we'd have always been fairly confident no matter who came to Turles we'd we'd have the upper hand in them but it's the manner of them two defeats and I suppose just we're talking about the young lads and getting the experience it's just the things like you know structuring the pitch and the likes of Darius Gibbons goal and the other scenarios yesterday and that has happened in the, the Clare game as well that you know that that's the thing you want to be improving on or that's maybe next year moving forward right as we play our own whatever way we want to play like it was like the game was always being dictated to Tipperary this year and that was a disappointing thing so look there's loads and loads of areas they have to work on and um, you'd hope that the experience has hit to a stand to them but yeah it's just a manner of the two defeats and being at home like it nearly suit, like our best performances were below Mulch Park and blowing the Gaelic grounds for an hour against Limerick like you know it's just disappointing that home Turles where we'd always be fairly confident that you know I think that's what it'll, it'll hurt the boys most as well as okay, losing is, 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 is difficult and it's hard to take but it's just the manner the performances the, the two mm. home games like yeah yeah the Clare the Clare Waterford game I mean I just yeah it was just it was too much of a it was too much kind of one way traffic um, to dissect the game in any shape or form but one of the things that you'd be wondering about definitely is the, the, the rhythm of the year and the ability to plan for the rhythm of the year in terms of what you're what you're looking for like you know Limerick are obviously approaching it in a different way to Tipperary and same as Wexford are approaching it differently to Galway because they're at different stages of the development um, what See, is it too simplistic to put that put it down to that for Waterford to say like you just got your rhythm a little bit? You, know, you might have been peaked too soon. I, like think I think what we're hearing now is teams aren't even going to turn up for the league next year. So you know, yeah, uh, yeah I don't yeah. know. It's a very hard one. Like <coughs> the Dublin hurlers, I suppose I was looking at you know closely throughout the year as well, and they were in the Walsh Cup. They nearly set out their stall very early, and they were flying it early on. Yeah. Um. So you know they maybe hit a bit of a, you know, a bit of a slump as well. So, 
just the one time as a player uh, when we had won the Leinster in 13 and you know I suppose I was into my 30s and I was kind of saying Jesus I haven't got much left here well, maybe we're close to an All-Ireland here I'm going to throw everything at this and I remember just you know being everything food fitness I got as fit as I've ever been yeah, and yeah. running around winning winning long distance runs which was unheard of you know but I suppose I, pers- from a personal level I remember you know, flying early on Walsh Cup, a couple of league games, and then I remember hitting that slump a little bit. Mm. Um, and, you know, did hit it and, and was struggling for form a bit then. It came back or whatever. But, yeah, I suppose the reality of it is the like the, the league, the league is the league. The format, the way it's laid out is, you know, it's coming thick and fast. You know, it's down the road from the league. So we all know what's what the most important one is. So maybe it's taken the edge off the league a little bit and the importance of it as well. But yeah, you'd have to say that teams will certainly be looking at that, I think, uh, from next year as well. And there is question marks over, you know, I, it's a hard one to call. It's a hard one to call. I, I, in some respects, it, it yeah, nullifies the league, you know, because you'll say that everybody's in, is, is, it's are about championship and that's it. But then in some senses it makes the league more important because it's actually about timing it's like it's it's all about it's obviously all about timing looking at it. like i mean i'm very fond of Liam Cahill as as a manager and as a, just as a man listening to his interviews and that he seems like a, a you know very solid character and i remember him up my brother was infatuated with Liam Cahill when he was young fellow posters up on his wall and he used to have loads of hurlers but he loved Liam Cahill loved his style so i always have a, um, a bit of affection for him but he came out last week and kind of said it, it, players were running on dirty petrol like it was a little bit like okay I remember John Myler did it with us after we got bed up in Antrim he was like this, this is your mess now lads you get out of it yourselves like it was a little bit like sometimes mm. you now at least he did that on the bus with us didn't go out and say it anywhere like you know whereas or as Liam kind of came out and said it and if you look at the rhythm of the year the play it's not really the play in some respects you've to as a player like you were at the start of the year as you said like in 2013 and you're, you're you know you're going kind of you're going you're going full at it because you're planning your year but the management that that really is part of their that that has to be part of their strategy like this is how we're setting our year out this is where we're going to peak this is like that's firmly at, to, to my mind anyway it's almost firmly at the at management's door so I'd be a bit critical of Liam Cahill for that kind of response and then the subsequent yeah capitulation of Waterford yeah yeah look I'm sure I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be looking at it hardly and, and, and reviewing it and seeing maybe you know can you keep lads like potentially can you keep lads maybe fresher uh, mm. like can you mix it up a lot more and you know some teams like look at Limerick I think they some of the lads early on early on in the season are playing Fitzgibbon as well Yeah, you know Limerick I think <coughs> literally weren't afraid to say here we don't want to see you at the weekend you're playing a match there you know obviously They've 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 gone they through that, do it. yeah they've gone through that phase of nearly winning leagues when they were starting off they would have, I'm sure they had a bit more importance emphasis on it but uh, certainly like again going back to Dublin they they use very little players throughout the league so mm. you would certainly be viewing it as as a, a as a you know it's a tight few weeks there you would you'd be looking to use as many players as you can and maybe not afraid to to mix it up and vary it up rather than sticking rigidly rigidly maybe to to somewhat teams or. Or whatever players you're using, I would personally, I would, I would take that view on it that yeah. there should be a bit more variety, maybe, and and it, and it is an opportunity to give players, you know, who are on the panel, who are putting in the same amount of work. Well, look, obviously, teams want to, you know, to come next year when the league comes again, we'll probably be talking about the league like it's to be all and end all. You know, yeah, it's coming yeah. around. Or who's in form? Who's not in form? But look, you know, once but if you don't trust your panel, like that's, yeah, that's the yeah, kind of, yeah. if I was twenty. And you see 17 going out, it's the same 17 yeah. all the time. Like, okay, you have a responsibility to break 17. There's no doubt about that. Like, and, and some managers do it that way. And they say, we're, we're putting our stall out. And if you want to break in, you'll be in. And if you're not, you're out. Like, so I, I never had great pity on subs from that point of view. I was like, well, look, it's like, this is, you, you have to, you have to get in. It's not anybody else's responsibility. But the game has kind of changed now with the, the speed of, of the league coming into the championship. And it does send a clear message if you're just going with 17 or 18 all the time or, you know, even 20. Twenty to thirty, or like, well, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think you, tip, you need I your think kind tip of in fairness, chance, like. Tip did maybe they they were mixing it up a fair bit. Yeah, the they were kind of. Yeah. I don't know if um, you can blame the league too much for war for uh, like every team is doing the same thing to the league. I think anyway that they're training hard. Like no one goes out to say right, we're not <coughs> taking this match serious. There's no manager going to their team. Let's this Sunday's match. Look, we'll just go up, turn up, whatever. Like. They're training hard throughout the league. Like Limerick trained hard through the league, probably got their pre-season done. And 
look, they just didn't have the energy or whatever through the matches at the weekend and their form wasn't great in the league but they were obviously eyeing up that they're getting the work the bank of work done through the league and they'd give the matches their all but they're obviously not going to be sharp or a bit sluggish through the hard train. I think every team is the same and it's just Waterford came out on top. Like I think this is probably, I know I read something there this morning that like Waterford have only one win out of this round robin yeah. since they started back in 2018. They've only won 12 or something is it? I, I yeah, they've only won one game out of the round robin series. Like I you know, know so maybe that. there's something mentally there mm. you know when it comes to it. I don't know but um uh, the, only, the only match they won was the tip match this year I think out of the three years of the round robin and like I don't even think they won their Munster Championship match last year I think Claire bet him in the in that game so like maybe there's something mentally there that you yeah, know when it comes yeah. to it I don't know but um, look I don't think you can play like, like I never we were, every time we played a league we never had great we had a lot of poor leagues but we were going out and we were giving our all on a Sunday it's just the body wasn't able to to take you to where you wanted to go yeah, maybe because yeah, you're yeah. training hard throughout the week as well but you're training that's the, that's the thing I suppose and it, it'll almost be an insult of a question to you Polly but for, I, feel, I feel for the two of us it might be a little bit different uh, would you take a, like if you're looking back on a year like Walford's year this year when you were with Dublin and maybe it was I don't know 2007 or maybe in 2014 we'll say after you had a successful yeah. campaign would you look back and say well we won a national title like it's 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 maybe it's more than more than you might usually win, like even, though, even though you've limped out of the championship, you've still you've still I, won the league. Like I suppose we had got it though. We had got it in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, like we had that had been a huge step for us. And yeah. by Jesus, we were taking the league serious. You know, um, you know we hadn't we hadn't won anything in a long time. So for that, it was a great step, and that was probably a stepping stone then for us. Not yeah. not that we weren't taking the league serious the following years as well, but uh, look, that probably led into us and gave us that bit of belief to go on and win a Leinster so I suppose step by step then So depending on what stage you're at so yeah, Waterford so. are at a stage where the league isn't an, enough for them like it's, you, you, no, to be turning performances like that in the championship They were being spoken of and I had them up there as All-Ireland contenders with a team that was going to yeah, some, has, somehow yeah, challenge yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose they didn't but they, but they weren't necessarily do you know everybody else will, every, everybody else bar Derek Holland who, who had no time for um Everybody else was saying that, but for them themselves, like I don't, I don't know, I don't know where they saying it. You know, I'd say that, I'd say they were expecting to be there thereabouts after a couple of years of the we'll talk. I say the COVID, the two cham- two championships during COVID, like they were, they got to the final and semi final. Sure, Limerick was the only team to. So I think they were definitely thinking long term. They they were expecting to be at the latter stages of the. Do you know? And I think the league was it was a good stepping stone for them. Yeah, but like. Not to disrespect the league or anything now, but like I'd still say they'd swap the league title for even a Munster title, like or even to progress. Oh, I definitely give, would give for them, a Munster give, for sure. The, yeah, but even to progress to the All Ireland series and give themselves a chance, <coughs> I'd say they definitely Liam Cal would, would definitely swap it. I'd say, um, like they were saying, you know, Liam Cal needed to get silverware this year in his third year's management, but like now he's out of championship in the twenty third and fourth of May, like yeah. you know. So like, what's the league going to mean for him at the end of the day? I don't know, like, but. What what are you thinking? I suppose it's different maybe where Tipperary are at the moment, but I, I remember very distinctly being in Crow Park for the Wexford uh Tipperary semi final. Uh it's quarter final or semi final two years ago. And we were five, maybe six up and you maybe lost a man and yeah. things were looking very good. At half time, things were looking very good. And I was up with maybe Radio Nagaeltakta or something, and we went in. We were up in the kind of press area, and they saw like you know Nicky English and Ken Hogan, and these lads were in there. And actually, I was still kind of delighted to see him anyway. But I was looking at him as well, and there was light. There was light, like, and I thought they'd be worried. I thought they'd be. Like, I said, you know, we have this. Like, we're looking really good here. But there's something in uh, the longevity of victory from winning, like from winning so much, from being so used to winning. We're coming in thinking. <clears throat> You know, I was thinking, you know, we have this, but the game wasn't over. It was still a half to play, and the lads were as relaxed as be damned. Whereas I was like, you should be, you should be worried, but they weren't worried. And I wonder with 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 Waterford, uh, I wonder what I suppose Tipperary or Cork or Kilkenny might be thinking when Waterford are either putting themselves up or everybody putting them up as, you know, the second behind Limerick. But it's like, hang on there, like you have to, you have to earn those chips as well. Like you know, this that's not how it works. Um, in the overall balance of things, that's not how it works. Like you have to be, you have to be, you have to be at it for a long time before you can get that kind of confidence over two performances. You know. Yeah, maybe we were all going to be carried away with them from their league performances. I think 
like when I just read that this morning about their one win in three round robins, then I was like, geez, yeah, are they after earning this? You know, maybe I have to go and earn this and get through, like get through even as the third team in Munster and progress into the All Ireland series that way. Like, and fair enough, they got to the latter stages, the last four and the last two championships, but that was through the change with the with the COVID and that. But like, we all got to be carried away. But like, they definitely like they've they've brilliant players and you know the league didn't lie in a way that they were. They were one of the top teams in the country at that stage, and we can only judge on what we were seeing in front of our eyes. And like we were saying, like if they keep this going through the championship, they're definitely going to get through to the as one of the top three teams anyway. Yeah. And um, but it's just like they lost a bit of their their energy and their their probably appetite in the Munster championship. That's what it looked like that they weren't they just weren't bringing that to the field. What causes that? Like how do you lo- how do you lose appetite in the middle of a championship like that? Like is it is it the for for um I, maybe it is maybe it's an insult to him I don't know but it feels like anyway for a kind of for a lesser team for a team who's not winning all the time like you know where Limerick are at the moment or for a Tipperary or Cork and Kilkenny based on tradition you, when when you're in that pole position you don't get carried away in that pole position or you don't really take any enjoyment from it it just seems to be about you know maintaining that standard and the appetite seems to grow like but I, is it is it a case of Waterford like enjoying everybody saying that they're you're, you're the second best team and so you stop working as hard or yeah maybe they maybe they, t- they listen to too much <coughs> outside noise we don't know like and only the players will be able to tell us that themselves but I certainly know that Liam Cal and Mikey Beavens like I'd know them from the club scene and and underage back in at home and tip, like they certainly weren't going to rest on what they've done in the league or yeah. like they're very motivated men and very passionate and you can see it in the silent they're always driving you on like and it, you know even if you're scoring like taking Austin Gleeson for all the world if he's shooting the lights out they'd still always be on your back pushing you pushing you don't be you know don't get lackadaisical or anything like that and like it just didn't feed into the players on the field didn't look like you know, especially the Cork game and the, obviously yesterday as well against Clare. Um, like the Limerick game, they, they pulled it back near the end, but they were still, it was just that, you know, I suppose we have to respect the opposition teams in the championship too are obviously going up their levels from the league as well and they're going to be a lot fresher, but just they didn't have that sharpness or just that workman like that they had in the league and now no, as we said. They didn't have the appetite for the battle. It yeah. seemed, they, did, they, they lost in two games, they lost the, the battle they, they, that appetite for well, the, the Cork battle. game, the Cork yeah. game was very disappointing for their point of view. Yeah. Like you know, because well, they had they had that they had that <laughs> break between the Limerick game and the Cork game, and you you could say to yourself, "This is it now, lads. If we build ourselves up to this Cork game, get the result here in our own field in front of our own crowd. We're true, like, and they just were were flat. I know Cork had something to fight for as well, but Genie go off or didn't have yeah, didn't yeah. have what we expected that fire and that appetite for. A massive championship match. It just didn't seem to come out that day. And Liam Cahill had been bi- all week for that match. He'd nearly been building it up because yeah. he knew the importance. Oh, he knew of it, it as like well, he knew you know? definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it turned out that you know they, that was that was the big one. Yeah, I know. Fair enough, Limerick. And we say maybe they got a couple of late goals that masked maybe their performance that yeah. night. But they still, you know, expecting a huge one. And that, I'd say that'll be the, that was the deflating kind of deflating moment in their season. It's probably turned out to be anyway. Yeah. yeah. As in knocking, you know, that court game. Yeah. It's nearly at the point with <clears throat> when you play against Limerick. I'm like, you feel the teams can just they've the they're afforded the comfort of knowing that regardless you're kind of okay. Like if you get beaten well by them, you're kind of beaten by the best team ever. But it, so you can kind of throw off whatever shackles that are there and throw the kitchen sink at him and, and that's why we're getting such great games against Limerick and then you'll say like okay well Waterford are doing so well because they, you know they came within a few points of Limerick or whatever but it seems like where the championship is being really played for for those teams at the moment is against each other like it's it has to be for the Cork or it has to be for Tipperary it has to be for those games that the, that, that kind of appetite has to be there whereas yeah with Waterford it was the opposite like Era I don't want to give them too much time anyway because look at I think that they they're out of the championship, and they're and they're and they're you know they're they're a great team. Like that's not to say that they're not going to go places uh, in the future, Absolutely. but they, they, they limped out of it. Like so, it's bonkers. A couple of shows ago, we were talking about how poor Cork were and yeah. how flying it Warford were. Now we're just, it's a total t- flip of a kind there in a couple of games. Tell you what we know like. about hurling. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to frame it too much in, in terms of uh, Munster, but I have been looking at the games, and it, there is something definitely about Park or um, 
Parky Cueve and Thurlis now yesterday even you know after 20 minutes in particular Tipperary Cork and and then you go to like Galway Dublin and and even in parts Wexford Kilkenny and I, and I wonder is there any of the Munster teams fearing at all um, any of the Leinster teams now we were talking about how Cork maybe might be testing in a very different way against uh, against a Galway or a Kilkenny um, and I'd say probably the same would go for any of the Munster teams with maybe the exception of of Limerick because they're just that little bit ahead um, I suppose Dublin we, we, we'll just we close out the last 20 minutes with Wexford but we'll give a little bit of time to uh, <laughs> to, uh, to to Dublin it was it was disapp- it was expected I, I kind of feel it was uh, that's what, what 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 I expected kind of happened um, it's just it's not quite it's just not quite there I don't think to, to take on a Galway and Pierce Stadium like harsh on them six points after three games regardless of who they've played you feel like they're in good they're in a good position but yeah but I suppose look yeah, it's very disappointing. Like, um, yeah, I suppose there was a sense of it. I didn't get down to it. I didn't get down to it. So Paddy be giving out to me for knocking down, supporting the lads. He um, might do. But, he uh, might do. Yeah. On I, could, I couldn't make it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, they were. I suppose there was probably an inevitability about it. You know, yeah. and they've beaten Galway the last two years, so they've we have a good record against Galway. Mm. But uh, maybe obviously a different challenge down there, and I suppose. You're talking about maybe the previous week uh, losing by 17 points and, you know, a certain element of deflation there um, and you've only got, you know, seven days to try and really lift it for that as well. But, look, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it as well and that gave them a chance to kind of come back. Uh, you know, I knew I knew there was a, a, a chance, a big chance Wexford could do Kilkenny, you know. Did so you? I did. Well, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been shocked by it. You know, they've had a good record, reasonable, the last few years as well. Um, and I think they were kind of gearing, you know, they knew they were gearing up for that one from a few weeks previous. Um, but from a Dublin perspective, very disappointing. Uh, I suppose a couple of minutes into the second half, you know, I think they did, they did a strong wind in the first half and they went down by a point, they went in down by a point. But once Galway clipped on a few points, um, they were just able to keep them at bay, you know, and they were, you know... it. it Dublin were not often a threat, uh, an attacking threat, and they were, you know, it was similar to maybe, similar to this is the second half against Kilkenny. Uh, it was very stop-start, you know, I did two games on and it, there was a lot more intensity in the, the Wexford-Kilkenny. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of freeze in Dublin Galway, so it was easy enough to keep swapping over to the other one, to be honest with you. Um, but look, it, it was just, they were just hanging in and there, as I said, there was a sense of an ine- inevitability that didn't look like a team who were really you know, psychologically driven to, you know, progress and want to pro- progress into, you know, on into the championship as yeah. well. And, you know, I suppose they, they you know, ultimately they've been knocked out, you know, and, and Wexford obviously got the win, which which caused them to be out. So, look, they, they'd be extremely disappointed. They had obviously beaten Leisha Westmead and gotten the, gotten the good win down in Wexford. But uh, the, two, the two big games were there for them, Kilkenny mm. and Galway. They were the two big kind of tests that were coming. And unfortunately, you know, we weren't good enough, you know, and yeah. there can be, you know, obviously, Maddie will be very disappointed, you know, he'd be he'd be well respected in Dublin and a well liked guy as well, but he'd be disappointed. And, you know, I suppose it's a disappointing exit, you know, to knock yeah. it out of the group as well. And look, there's probably a lot of question marks in regards to where players are playing and could players play diff- in different positions and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they seem devoid of, of belief at times as well mm. uh, and confidence. And maybe that is a maybe that is an inner belief thing amongst the players. Uh, I don't well, know. Well, there's certain there's certain, there's certain uh, parameters, I suppose, that uh, qualify that in in some respects. I mean, I, there's definitely a conversation about Conor Whelan and where he stands as one of the top, maybe behind Tony Kelly, one of the top forwards in the game. Like he, he took t- took on O'Donnell for five points, which is you know that doesn't happen. To no, the, and the, in, fair, the, in, fair, in fairness, Owen O'Donnell was quite strong in the first half. They're, I mean, look at the amount, great the, amount, the, uh, were, the amount of ball uh, yeah. that was going in and so, the space he was getting yeah, yeah, that yeah, taken. Yeah. But on the other side of it, in the forwards. I I think I I I don't know if I could I could barely commit to it, but I read it this morning that they scored one goal in the championship yeah. so far, and to me that that illustrates there's there's a yeah you have to have a bit of an appetite for punishment for goals like yeah. you know if you're going for goals you do have to you have to be willing to go in and look they haven't looked haven't looked like scoring a goal either you no. know so there's no had Donald Burke had a he had a ball and I he know, I know he got a point off it um and that's he, he he's been prolific uh, at scoring points but I don't know he was crummy came in off his left shoulder and he was st- he was the whole way through and he and he popped the pass and he took the point and I thought. 
there's where there's where your lack of goals comes from with decisions yeah. like that like when, when the overlap every other team at the moment the overlap is like you know straight through like and yeah. they were taking the points and uh, yeah okay in fairness yeah, they've just been tipping along basically mm. I don't know but Donal has been Donal has been exceptional in, been rega- in regards yeah. to point scoring as well but he'll probably have to try and evolve his game into you know bringing that in where he can kind of go by players and you know create them real real goal scenarios where he's taking on a player drawing a man or going himself you know so yeah. I suppose that's the the next step for him is to evolve you know he's a beautiful striker of ball can whip the ball over the bar from anywhere um, and, and you know he's kind of been the, the go-to guy obviously for Dublin as well but uh, look the, a lot of lads will be extremely disappointed with their performances and you know it is disappointing from an, from an overall Dublin perspective Gizzy I suppose things probably have to be looked at as well you know and I suppose where we're going in hurling and talk, mention of 2013 like there's a lot of work gone into the hurling or whatever at the last 20 years you know and maybe one year we, we were potentially a candidate one or two years we could have gone and won in All-Ireland mm. the other years you know we haven't been and you know we're, we're, we're you know we're probably ranked whatever ninth or eight or ninth the yeah, last few yeah. years as well so it's going to take something different to try and change that you know the, the, when the, the play- football structures are so it seems so clean and you look at we'll say the Limerick underage that kind of academy kind of you know preparation is yeah. to go through where is Dublin Hurling on that scale well, I suppose like say at underage at minor and 20s even this year I was a little bit involved with the 20s uh, like you have players opting off the 20s panel to play football which is absolutely fine and that's their prerogative you know there's no issue with that but yeah. I suppose you need to try and create an environment where you know, guys are all they're they're they into the hurling. hurling. They want to play hurling. You know, so you're talking about the development squads and and stuff like that. So can you create it at a younger age where you have them maybe closer knit and and potentially you know f- feeling a part of something coming up? And look, success brings success as well. Yeah. Um. But look, it's 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 disappointing. As I said, I I work in Dublin GA, and like there's huge work goes kind of goes into club development and massive work and that's the bedrock of everything which is rightly so and it might not necessarily be around the playing of the games you know yeah. there's development for, for for people in all in all aspects of you know club development um, community but, development yeah absolutely yeah. but from from a from an elite hurling you know from an elite top level hurling that's a different animal like that's a different level to get to you know and we haven't really got to that so yeah. it's going to take something different, I think. You know, the group of players that are there now, a lot of time for them. A lot of good hurlers didn't do themselves justice, I wouldn't think, the last couple of games. You know, they wouldn't be writing them off as in they can't go on a potential run and, you know, do something. But I'm just for something sustainable to be built where you've got Dublin, you know, capital city, I'd like to think, you know, huge numbers playing the game should be, up, should all, be yeah. up competing regularly in All-Ireland semi-finals and finals. You know, to, to build something sustainable like that is probably, you know, going to take, you know, a bit of work and so, and, and looking at maybe all aspects of, of development to get to that elite level of yeah. inter-county hurling on a sustainable basis. To get like, to that Wexford level, I know yeah, what you mean. That's that. the one, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> but for something like that, to, it often takes, I know you have to develop younger players and bring them up through the development squads and, and that, but like we were talking about appetite and maybe for that, mind shift change kind of thing of mentally of you know getting away from the football getting lads interested in hurling you know not having picking football over hurling maybe it might just take it'll still take Dublin to win a a Leinster senior final or something just to get the hurlies back into the lads' hand instead of picking up the football in the day and you know get the interest back you see with Limerick they got the breakthrough and now I'm working down Limerick you see everyone's going around with a hurley in their hand whereas before it was a rugby ball yeah, because yeah, a yeah. monster like, yeah. but now it just it just it just takes maybe for this the, the the players that the the younger lads are looking at in the television every day or every Sunday, for them just to go on a bit of a run as Dotsie said there, or get that small bit of success whether it's, even it is a national league or a Leinster championship, and then the younger lads are getting the appetite. Yeah, we want to be like them again, and maybe that's small. You have to develop obviously younger age groups, but then. It it'll take the senior lads in the county to yeah, yeah, to help that absolutely. shift change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If and you're working against sense, like. obviously the success of the football as well. Uh, I won't make it back across the border into Wexford uh, if we don't get onto the Wexford Kenny game. Um, 
it was a it was a it was a brilliant game. Like well, I, the hurling at times wasn't brilliant, but it was certainly like it was in the melting pot, and it was it was down to the last day, and we were kind of always looking. Probably in some respects, I was a bit frustrated with Wexford from the point of view of like if you can do if you can do that against Kilkenny, like why can't you do it? Why why can't you go up and beat Westmead? Like why can't you churn out a better performance maybe against Dublin? They're very lacklustre. Whereas yesterday they just they brought it all like and it worked well. I thought in 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 in. I suppose you're looking at the papers and you know you've seen online and there was a huge amount of talk about Lee Chin but I thought Wexford were an awful lot bigger than than Lee Chin yesterday I thought Lee does his plays his role like he plays his role and he plays it pretty well um, but I thought around the field like maybe not as in the forwards as much as the backs but I thought that they were, they, they performed very well like they, and they had the appetite there's no doubt about that Yeah definitely like in like obviously Lee Chin stood out as well he had a lot of big moments in the game like you know inspirational moments the moments but, yeah yeah but um, like Liam Ryan came up the field, got a fantastic long range score, like real leadership there. Damien Rick had a, a fantastic game. Um and he had that big moment as well of t- blocking TJ's. This was an incredible it was an incredible, it was an know, incredible it was, passage of play. Yeah, you know, like you just you could see you could see that for that then the Wexford players they won the I think Mark Fanning won the free or someone won the free straight after that and you could just see the body language, the energy in them. They like they were they were well up for it, like but um like I said, it was definitely more than the Lee Chin show. Like, he was outstanding, but he had a lot of people backing him up. Um, he had a lot of players backing him up on Saturday. And, um, you know, they're really, really... Like, we spoke about, I suppose, what the Waterford-Cork game a few weeks ago that you expected Waterford to come something big. Even maybe Dublin against Kenny in Parnell Park. Mm. You were expecting Dublin to come with something big because that was the game. Wexford pinpointed this game, obviously, because they had to win it out. You know, after the last few weeks, but yeah. they did bring it. Yeah. You know, and going into Nolan Park, not no, not an easy place to play. Um, you know, they brought you know the fire, the appetite that we all spoke about, hunger, and you could see it in their performance and the uh, body language of the players and got them the right result. They throw the whole uh, momentum argument out the window. Don't you know, Brian Lohan is talking about getting the victory for Clare because you want to keep momentum. Momentum momentum's the most important thing. And then Wexford come along like and they're just they barely perform two weeks in a row and That's you're thinking, right, right momentum-wise, I was thinking last week, I said, we, how are we going to beat Kilkenny? What, what, what would you base thinking you could beat Kilkenny and then so all of a sudden you go out and you serve up a performance like that? Like, Yeah, but look, they've, they've had, they have shown performances like that the last few years as well and they've got some great players and as you said, defensively, even Simon Dunahoo as well, a great game as yeah, well. Yeah, he's points. brilliant cornerback. Yeah, yeah, yeah very underrated cornerback. I think he's outstanding. Like he's, he's, there's some very, yeah. very tidy cornerbacks in the game at the moment but he's certainly one of them. Like, Dio Keefe kind of, they, they dropped him back a little bit as well. He played that kinda, role well, yeah. I think Kilkenny were, you know, the 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 long ball, there was a good few long balls going in and it probably played into Wexford's, you know, Matt O'Hanlon there and Liam Ryan, that's the sort of ball them boys would probably probably like as well, you know. So yeah. they they managed to get a real grip on a grip on Kilkenny there and, and obviously grew they, it grew into it they, then as well. I don't know, I, could, I thought they played a bit more towards the Davy Fitz style of when yeah. he was over, yeah, didn't yeah, they? There was a yeah, they were getting yeah, they yeah, were getting yeah, everyone back down yeah. the field. Now whether it was just pure fast, yeah. whether yeah. it was just pure work rate and Appetite yeah. to, to get the ball, but they were getting lads back, yeah. surrounding Kenya lads, working the ball, running the ball up the field. As that you said there, Dio Keefe then was sitting in the pocket the whole time. Mm. He was the security back there, and everyone else was like Simon Dunhu, two pints. Did Damien Rex score? Did he go up the field? Liam Ryan scored did, one, if not two. Do you know, they were definitely they were flying. You know, the shackles were off. They were, it just reminded me a bit more of yeah. when they were playing well under Davy. Yeah. You know, that freedom, you know energy just up and down the pitch and then you know maybe whether they meant to do it or not but it was just pure sheer work rate maybe I don't know but they were definitely back to you know they yeah. found that, that, that what well, worked under Davy and, and they used it on Saturday I felt and so. maybe that was something that happened as well it was like well the other if we're kind of trying something new here and it's not working it's like well let's go back to the thing that we know because we do know that it works to a point anyway like you're yeah. going to get, you're it gonna did, get wins it out it did seem like that a little bit maybe, maybe the players maybe spoke about that or like you know I'm sure it was an open but it seemed like they were all kind of yeah. No yeah. wonder Davy was bouncing the Sunday game <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His own, uh, yeah, as his stamp. But I suppose the, the big thing is now: will they, you know, will they reproduce that? Because as you said, they've been very. I know they got the draw against Galway, even, but they were very I lackluster know, it's, it's for, for a couple of games as well. But this so. is, the, I think, this is what we're always. This is what any of us are looking for. I think in our in our camp. You know, I know yeah. we're we're all com- competing at different levels in some respects. But really, what you want is just if that's what's if that's what you're capable of. Could you just like and and don't mind the skill and if you put stuff if you put balls wide and stuff that's fine like but just give us that 
work rate because that's we know yeah. you can do it. So like, can you do it now? I know when you get Kilkenny, the, the blood rises a bit, a bit harder and a bit higher. Like so, it's understandable. <laughs> but you still there should be a base performance level like that. You know, a Kilkenny and a Limerick and often a Tipperary. Mm. I feel they don't slip beneath it, whereas we tend to oscillate hugely like we go right down then we come back up and it's 80 and then we're back down to 20 where does Leap Kilkenny uh, for the the, the Cody uh, Shefflin rematch where are where does that Leap Kilkenny I, 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 the people, I, I'd heard talk of him being rated like third still or you know still going to be in the mix for the Ireland but I don't know yeah I'm not sure that I think I, I, I think there'll be you know there was kind of a lot at stake for Wexford there and I'm not saying Kilkenny you know, if they'd have lost, they could have been potentially out, you know, but I suppose, yeah, I, I, I think, I'd imagine anyway, they'll come, they'll come with a big, big display. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to that uh, part two anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would think that there'll be a hell of a, back to Kilkenny, I have to mention on Murphy's save as well, oh because God, I, yeah. I, I flicked over <laughs> and I seen it and I seen Conor McDonald from about a couple of yards out. Turn, yeah. If I was the keeper, I'd have probably turned my arse to it, to be honest <clears> with you. Um, but he lined up, opened up the hurl, and you know, mm, oh Murphy, that's unbelievable. Yeah, but unbelievable. It, like you know, he, Conor McDonald obviously gave him a glimmer of hope because it was so close to him. But it was just phenomenal. Like to I don't know, it, just, it, it wasn't that he moved the hurl like in a split second reaction or something. Like he, he just had the hurl kind of placed there. But the fact that he didn't, which is what probably ninety nine point nine percent of everybody else in the country would have done. And we we all know keepers are a little bit mad anyway, and this sort of kind of have to be because he stood up like, uh, yeah, and that's going that's going he, straight to his body if he if pushed he, if back he stands. and just you know. Yeah, it was an incredible save. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I think going back to the Kenny question there, like they have two losses now in the bounce, don't they? I think, um, yeah. And you know, especially after what happened in Salt Hill the last day, where they mm. maybe felt aggrieved the way the game finished up um, with that free. I, th- I mean, you'd be expecting something massive in the Leinster final from them. Yeah. Um, because is it they, in them? They will be under pressure if they don't win. If they don't win the Leinster final, three losses three in a row. Losses, yeah. You know, the pressure will be on him, but you just, I don't know what it is with Kenny and is it Brian Cody? I don't know what it is, but you're all, I mean, I'm still expecting one more big day from them yeah. before the year finishes, whether it's a Leinster final or whether they get, it's an All-Ireland Quarter or semi-final against a big team. I'm still, ex- I just have that, it's always yeah. there, you're expecting him to yeah, come yeah, yeah, with yeah. one more. Like picked up the last two Leinsters as well, they've beaten Galway, yeah. you know, they've beaten Galway as well, yeah. so... I, if you're asking me, I'd probably fancy them. I'd fancy. Would you against Galway? Yeah, yeah. Dep- you Lawler, if you get him back, he's yeah. missing the last week. He's a massive, massive. a massive last full back. Yeah. He's outstanding. Parik Walsh didn't start no, the other day start. as well. You know, there was I don't a few know, it was changes. because of his performance the the week before. But I, I think Cody. I think I read something this morning where he was saying there, that he had a bit of a niggle. But I, I, that would be. He still came on like yeah, so. Like exactly. if, if you're if, so if you're fit enough to come on, are you fit enough to start? Exactly. Yeah. There was a there was I mean there was a feast of games and we just won't get to them all. There's a little bit of an anomaly in the system now and we're kind of seeing that clearly um, Kerry had a f- phenomenal win and then had Carlo do their, their the rest of their dirty work as well <laughs> in beating Offaly and so Offaly uh, lose out in that but what it means is Tipperary may now play depending on how the, the Kerry-Antrim game goes Antrim are definitely the informed team there so we'll say Antrim winning that then Kerry play Tipperary um, if it goes the other way Leinster is open to six teams, and so there's a team coming up anyway. Whereas in Munster, it's not. It's it, it, yeah. It's a, it's a strange one to kind of. Yeah, I think I just can't understand it at all. Like you know, for we'll say if Antrim win, do you not want to dilute the the, the, <laughs> the capabilities of Munster or something? Maybe we, you might so, get a bit of criticism about yeah. the Munster Championship, but there's a few one-sided victories. <laughs> yeah, like, but look, I, the I people might say then, you know, like, if you let carry up, then are they, you know, liable to get a few a few beatings? But like. Uh, the Kerry lads will probably if they win to Joe McDonough they want to be they want to get the chance to play a Munster Championship hurling yeah to prepare for it yeah you know and like to have them to go play a playoff against Tip if they do beat Antrim it's very it's very unfair like let them up like and let them compete and and, and see how they get on like and like for Antrim then they know if they win they're up they don't have to got to worry about playing leash like you know what I mean so yeah. it does I, I can't understand it Um, you know and then it's a bit unfair in Tip too like do they go training now for two weeks yeah. And the off chance, you know, on the chance that maybe Kerry will beat Antrim, and then they have to play a, the playoff match. You know, yeah. it's, it's 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 both unfair, I think, for Tipperary to have the way around and Kerry. You know, if they win, yeah, the reward should be to get playing most championship hurling. Like. Yeah, I'd I think, say that I think any any competition that we're talking about, you know, if if you win it, 
you know, you've earned the right to yeah, be promoted. Yeah. So to, for, yeah. you know, it goes without saying that why wouldn't they be promoted? So look, these things obviously come true and they're, they're voted. They do. We all we vote don't for it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I think the, the good news for Kerry is that they're going the right direction anyway. And I think, you know, they do want their chance, obviously, to play against the best teams. But... They're heading in the right direction, and they have to be. They have to be happy with that too. On the other end, coming up into the Joe McDonough, I want to give a good shout out to the, the Kildare hurlers as well. Uh, I watched that game against Mayo. Um, Jerry Keegan was wing forward from score ten points from play. Ten points from play in Crow Park is is, is, is just some scoring, and they were hotly tipped. And what often happens for a hotly tipped team, Mayo have stolen on them a couple of times before. Is you don't you're, there's, they're edgy and they're not quite sure, but obviously on the back of the Nay success um, and just being exceptionally well organised and and about their about their business. Business. They're about their business, Kildare. You know, so I, I, I fancy them to be to, to be able to hold their own in, in Joe McDonough. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Yeah, I think they're. You know, we talk about counties. Obviously, hurling is very hard to kind of get up to up to the grades and up up the standards or whatever. But they're certainly a county. They've had a bit of underage as well. They they bet Wexford last year in the under twenties as well. They, they did, yeah. There's a lot of work going in there. Uh, like Nice GA Club is an absolute monster. You know, and it's kind of. Or Kildare would be a bit of a commuter, a bit of a yeah. commuter town, like a yeah. lot of people moving into to Kildare as well, and maybe from the surrounding so-called hurling counties as well. Yeah. Uh, so they 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 seem to be generating a lot, a they lot do, of their yeah. underage teams <clears throat> playing in mm. in Kilkenny leagues and stuff like that as well. So they they're certainly on the right track and and a county with scope. Um, you know, you'd imagine if the county board get right behind that, there there is scope for for further further development. Yeah. 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 And then I hadn't even talked about Westmead and uh, and and Leash, and I think we can we can we can leave it at that as I think the Westmead played the championship very very well they, they, they acquitted themselves exceptionally well and the game went as they went about their championship and Leash maybe didn't quite get up there and it, it would I, I wouldn't have been happy to see Westmead beaten based on the performance of the given versus the performance of the Leash do you know it's like it's like the, the leave insert this big huge test at the end as opposed to you know a few tests along the way to kind of keep keep things ticking over in that way you know this shouldn't all kind of land on this one performance it was a bit, like, of, a, bit of a crammer yeah. myself now, yeah but, I know uh, it suited me down to the ground as well they've had, um, some, they've had some years Westmead they've, they've won Division 2 title yeah. the Kyo Cup and now they've uh, got the results in the Lens Championship bill and they're staying up so like, they can be very happy with their, yeah. with their, with their championship year and like they're the hurling year. well they're yeah. hurling well if like. You're, like if you're a Westmead hurler now like Joe Fortune has done a great job there he's done outstanding yeah, yeah. if you're a Westmead hurler now like you, you've got as you said you're promoted in the league so like you're excited already nearly you know I know it's a long way off but you're looking forward to you know can we build on that can we can we take a scalp can we make the top three potentially yeah, next yeah. year so it's something to really you know if you're a Westmead player to, to, to gear up for and, and look for further kind of and again they've had underage success as well they've lots of potential there as well uh, with hurling as well and they've proven that with some big underage results the last few years as well yeah. so they're, you know they're they're in a nice position to, to kick on a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, there was loads. Uh, there was loads happening, um, and we could definitely spend a little bit more time on, on a few of those games. But um, thanks very much, Dotsy, for making the the trip, the, the long trip into us, <laughs> and uh, Polly for coming up a, a rain-soaked motorway. I think uh, the weather was changeable on the way up. So thanks very much for uh, making the journey up to us. Um, that's all we have time for now. We could go on for a, a good while longer, but uh, thanks very much for joining us on the Harding Hour, and we'll be back. There's a little bit of a break now, but. There's plenty to digest and to discuss. We look forward to the Munster finals and we move on to the other games that separate Munster, Leinster and the different permutations. Thanks very much. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Dear Ling on Sports Joe. Donald Donovan is the left corner back. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. What a match. There's been a missing person in Kale for 81 long years. Well, today, that person has been found alive and well, and that person's name is Liam McCarthy. They know as much about serious level sport as I know about the sleeping habits of the Ayatollah. There's a, a streaker on the ground now. He must be a Kilkenny man because he's quite happy with the situation right now. 